One of two Mark Stone goals for the Golden Knights last night as they defeated San Jose in the shootout. Uh, 3-2 to two on Patrick Marlowe night at T-Mobile Arena, breaking the all-time games played uh, record that was held by Gordie Howe for a long, long time. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, Jason is my name. This is the Vegas Fever Podcast. Paul is here. And first we need to get, you know, the the funny joke part of the show out of the you know out of the way. Okay. So we're just gonna do that first. Beginning of the week, right after our podcast last week, um it, it comes out that um Mbake Zhang is going to transfer, put his name in the transfer portal while checking out his NBA draft status. Uh-huh. NBA draft status. Right. And Mbake Zhang, it doesn't go together well. You want to know why? Because he's not an NBA player. But for some reason, he's not the only one who thinks that he can go to the NBA who wasn't very good. I don't really understand. I, I don't understand what it's about. Maybe it's just about the exposure, you know, getting you know into that, seeing what it's all about. But Mbake Zhang's not an NBA player. Right. He was a fantastic player for UNLV this past year on a team that sucked, but he got better all of his four years. Came in with Marvin Menzies, but he's not he's not a professional player in the United States. He he might be a overseas. Right. But so that happened Monday. So that's the joke. Yeah. Okay. Because it's hilarious <laughs> to think that you know it's I didn't like say the- it was a funny joke. Okay, I was waiting for the punchline. I, I, I didn't say it was funny. I just thought it it, 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 it is a joke. Because what's going to end up happening is he's just going to transfer somewhere else. And I think that Kevin Kruger would have liked to for, keep him. He's been there for so long. Like, why would you transfer yeah. for your last year? Well, he has a free year. He's graduated. I, so he can play. So, I mean, if he gets picked up by, a, he, you know, he's never been in an NCAA tournament. You know, a lot of these UNLV's players, the 10 of them now that are in the portal, because we'll get to why there's 10 in a minute, but... They've never been to the NCAA tournament. So David Jenkins is going to transfer to Utah. There's a reason for that. They stink. Right. But there also is a dream as a kid in, in, in college basketball to to taste the tournament. So, you know, you got Jenkins going to Utah and Bryce Hamilton will probably go to a big name school. And there's a reason behind that because they want to play longer. They want to see what it's like to make a run in the tournament, possibly. And none of these players have done that. Mm-hmm. So... I don't I don't see Mbake Jean going anywhere like big time, like to a major school. He'll probably be at a school like at UNLV's level or worse, which is... So why would he leave? Maybe he wasn't real fond of the coaching staff, and since Kevin Kruger was on staff and he got the gig, he's not thrilled. That You have 10 players in, in, in the transfer portal, and Moses Wood became the 10th, and that happened on Wednesday. Um... Because he he's from Reno, Moses Wood. He played at Tulane, and then he transferred to UNLV. Um, so this will be his third school in like four years, uh, I think. Third school, you know, in a number of years. So you're, I don't really think he lands anywhere like 
wonderful either. I just don't think these guys really like cared to be in Las Vegas. Maybe if they would have hired somebody else, these kids stay, but the team wasn't very good. So if they leave, oh, well, like there's a lot of panic when you lose a lot of kids, but it's normal with a new coach. It's not normal every year, but Kevin Kruger's made it very clear. He wants to build his team around defense, solid defense and kids that want to play and kids that didn't get an opportunity at other schools. He was able to land Lamar transfer David uh, Mocha, I think is how you pronounce it. We're going to have a, we're going to need a pronunciation guide for our UNLV team next year. Um, on the same day, they got Mocha from Lamar and um, Brandon Chapel. Right. We're on, we're he was at Lamar. Clear. He was this guy's coach. So this guy comes with him and he was the player, the defensive player of the year in their conference. It's a lower conference, but he's 6'10". He was defensive player of the year. He led the team in rebounds and blocks. This is what Kevin Kruger's talking about in terms of building around a guy like this. That was who they were looking for. That's basically Mbake Zhang's replacement, but better. So they also got Hawaii transfer Justin Webster um, both on the same day. It was quiet for UNLV after that. That was Thursday. So, mm-hmm. you know, the early in, early portion of the week was, was busy, but then it got quiet. And uh, UNLV now has potentially... 11 out of 13 players on the roster. You can have 13 scholarship players, and UNLV has 11 if they keep the two guys coming in. Um, the biggest question is Arthur Kaluma. He committed um, after Zion Collins did. They were supposed to be a duo, you know, like uh, they were following each other. And Collins was... You know, he was arrested and then charged and not charged, whatever. That's all done. There was question marks about Kaluma still coming, even though Zion Collins wasn't. Wait, the guy who killed someone? Yeah, the DUI. That was Zion Collins. He got... He's gone. But he didn't get convicted? No, the charges were dropped. How? He was drunk and he killed someone. Not really sure. Okay, I guess... He was a first... He was a first-timer. I guess that doesn't really mean much. A Uh, first-time murderer. I'm not really sure. All I know is he had a hearing, some some charges got dropped. I think he's going to get charged with something lesser, but he's not going to face jail time. Either which way, he he can't be at UNLV. He can't be anywhere. He's probably he's ruined his life. But my point is, is that Kaluma was the guy that committed right after him. And Arthur Kaluma is a, like a six foot seven, six foot eight big kid that will work perfectly in what Kevin Kruger is trying to do. That was like TJ Altsberger's like best get. Like that, if if there was one thing that Otzelberger left this program, it was him. But there hasn't been confirmation a hundred percent that he's going to stick to his commitment. Kevin Kruger is very big on, we're going to have conversations with everybody and, you know, 10 people in the portal. Look, conversations with people who were under the Otzelberger have not gone well and that's okay. But if there's one person I want to keep, it's probably him. Nick Blake is good to have, and Marvin Coleman. So Nick Blake and Marvin Coleman are good to have, but that kid has a ton of potential, and, and he fits in with the, the the team that Kevin Kruger has built so far. My point is he's 11th. He's the 11 out of 13. They have two more spots as of right now if nobody else leaves. 
they have for a first year new head coach they have a they have a a decent team they have a decent product for the floor a product that will menzies team yes then then marvin menzies first year yes yeah that's what i'm talking about yes absolutely it's better than Marvin Menzies three years. The only, the only player that Marvin Menzies got was Brandon McCoy, and he was good, but that's it. You need, you know, you need to put other people around him. It's this team is probably better than Dave Rice's like last year or two, and definitely better than all of TJ's teams. So, this is probably the best team since. I can honestly say. This is the best team since his father left Dave Rice. Mm, those teams. Are you just saying that? No, because after Dave Rice's first two years, Dave Rice got a bunch of guys individually. So he got Anthony Bennett, which ended up being the number one pick. A bust. He was good at one year for one year at UNLV. NCAA appearance, their last one, I believe. No wins. So Bennett was good individually. Rashad Vaughn was good individually. Steven Zimmerman was good individually. What Kevin is building is a team, and that's what it takes to win. Dave Rice could individually get players, but he couldn't coach them. So now we're going to see what Kevin can do. Kevin has a solid staff. Kevin is building a solid foundation. People in Vegas and UNLV people are starting to come around to this hire. They like it more and more every day, just like myself. And I can see it, and I can read it, and I can feel it. They don't really have a choice, but they I, do. I they do. They can boycott. They, okay. They can be mad, like they were when Dave Rice was here, and when Marvin and when TJ were here. They can be mad, and and, and they can throw shade true. on social media. They're not doing that. I have not seen. I follow enough UNLV people to know the difference because when I first got on Twitter, it was all this this team. I'm not really sure. You know, mm-hmm. Otzelberger, I'm, you know, people were on the fence. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like him either. I have not heard one negative Kevin Kruger comment. Because his stock, he's Kruger stock. His name, his potential, his connection to the university, his father being in town, and him getting his father's lead recruiter from Oklahoma... If Lon doesn't retire, how good is this hire? He doesn't get Carlin Hartman, that's for sure. And he doesn't get Lon full time. How good's the hire? That's what that's what kind of what I said to you last last week. It would be a good hire, but you not as good. You were thrilled. No, I wasn't. Until it was announced that I wasn't his father's thrilled. retiring. So right. are people excited about the coach or are people excited about his father? I think it's a combination and because I, of the I potential think... that he has. He's not his father. We've he's not. Going... No, he's not. He's his own person. Yes, I think people are going to have a hard time distinguishing the two. There'll be bumps. Oh, Lon want to do this. Lon wouldn't do that. People need to give him a chance for himself. He's not his father. He needs to be his own person. Right. I don't know how this is going to go for anybody. I think that it's going to be, you know, kind of tough for him year one. But. I think it's going to be tough until he starts proving himself on his own. I don't really feel that his father should be on the staff. Well, his father cannot be athletic director. 
Okay. That's a, there's a lot of talk of that because Desiree Reed Francois has been rumored to yeah, I know. interview for the Northwestern job. In the state of Nevada, you're, the athletic director cannot be related to the men's basketball coach. That's right, but e- that's anything the rule. on staff, even an advisor, a to special the coach. assistant. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think. I don't believe that it is. A... I think if Kevin stays at UNLV long enough, it wouldn't be a bad move. Look, a couple of years into retirement, Lon's bored, and Lon is talking to Kevin anyway every day. That position is always available for UNLV. Dave Rice did it. He hired Max Good. Max Good was a tremendous, crazy, smart mentor for Dave Rice. Can you imagine if Danny Tarkanian would have uh, tried to coach the basketball team? Danny Tarkanian was on Jerry's staff twice at Fresno State and at UNLV. He was. While he was no a coach? Yes, while Jerry Tarkanian was a coach. Yes. Yeah. So in the mid to late 80s, after Danny graduated... He was an assistant coach at Fresno State in the mid to late nineties. He was an assistant coach for his father. Okay. It's it's not unheard of. I understand, but could you imagine that guy trying to coach because of who his father is? Well, that's what I think. He thinks that you know he he does it. He does. I think everything he gets by in life is because of his father's name. I mean, oh, but yeah. that's but he that's that's ever a whole. Go too far. Right, but that's a whole nother. I mean, every election he tries to win, he. Loses, but that dirty Danny, dirty Danny Tarkanian. You don't need him being your elected official. Um, I think in a couple years, Lon's bored, and I think what happens is that he's going to. I I don't. You can't rule I it out. Wish you can't that... rule it out. I almost wish that he would have been a head coach somewhere else then have come to UNLV because Mm-mm. I feel that he needs to gain this is I mean obviously I don't know their relationship UNLV is not the guinea pig but they no, are no that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is he needs to gain confidence that he can do this without his father this is his team not his father's team his father had left UNLV Ten years ago, I think. Yeah, yes. ten years, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been, he's go, retire, retired now. Okay, this is his team. This is not his father's team. This isn't ten years ago. I think it's a, not only are you a first-time coach, but you are a first-time coach. Coach's son. Coach's son. Who's now a coach. And the last time this particular school has done anything is when your father was coaching. There's a tremendous amount of pressure pressure, and I don't think it's a Kevin knows he can coach. Kevin knows he can coach his father being there is a plus. I think the fan base is going to a place. Maybe they shouldn't, but shouldn't they, or should they Lon is in town. He's going to be at practices. He's going to be at games. He's going to do everything with Kevin. Why is Long Kruger not going to eventually be in a special assistant on the staff? Why? And he Did should. Did you ever think that his son doesn't want him to? His son wants his advice, yeah. but his son is his own man. And Kevin knows he can coach. He wouldn't have taken this job. He knows he can coach. People might be jumping to conclusions. 
Yes. But but to say that Kevin is not going to poke his father for advice. I'm not saying that. I'm is, saying though it's a very It's a slippery slope for him. This is his job. This his is first not, his job. His father's not coming back, is what I'm trying to say. Right. This is It's like Jerry team. Tarkanian all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to right. get past the fact that Jerry right. Tarkanian is dead. People can't do that because <laughs> there's gone. certain people on Twitter that every time someone makes a UNLV comment, non-Tarkanian related, some guy will post a Tarkanian picture for no reason. I'm just saying. For no reason. Like a kid will be like, yeah, UNLV I offered really me and then he'll post a Tarkanian picture. We don't see the comments, you know, well, Lon would have done this, Lon would have done that. Not like daddy, are you? Right. Yeah. I know. So, that I think it's that be will happen. Hard. It's it's hard for it not to happen because wow. everybody's different and everybody has their viewpoints on things. But overall, UNLV's building what I feel and what others feel are you know a solid team, a decent product, a team that won't get you know destroyed every game. Something to build on. It's about laying the foundation, you know, putting the plants in the ground and watering them. That's what it's about right now. It's the best analogy You're metaphor I can give. So lame. He okay, needs okay. time, and if he gets it, we could be working with something here. And I really hope Desiree Reed Francois stays for just because I think other people think she hasn't done a good job. I think she has. You know, yeah. football and basketball, the two money breadwinning sports have not done well. Other sports have done really well. Most people don't care about those sports, but they have done well. She's made, I think the Marcus Arroyo hire for football is is really good. And I think that last year, look, forget about last year. A, it's over. B, it was COVID. Let's forget about that. Let's move on. I don't think TJ was her best hire, but I think Kevin was. But you're just saying that. She brings a lot of money. Because a lot. No, I'm saying that because... of the staff he's assembled and the players that he've got, he's gotten. Okay. How much of that has to do with Lon? We don't know, but he's assembled a really good staff and he's brought in what I feel is a good roster. But Desiree Reed Francois does a lot of really good <laughs> stuff. Desiree Reed Francois. I, do you want? Do you like that or DRF? Anyway, I hope she stays. She's done really good stuff for the school. Fifth time I've said it. Um, I think we'll table the UNLV conversation. Uh, see what happens this week. I'm sure there'll be more players coming in. Leaving, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not cuz like that's like one of the most amount of transfers. Like UNLV has the most amount of like players in the transfer portal. One of the schools who do in the country. It's really embarrassing. Um Golden Knights news. So after our last podcast, it was the trade deadline the next day. Um and the Knights made one move, uh, getting Matias Yanmark uh, from San Jose. Uh, really strange that San Jose does business with the Golden Knights. Why? They're rivals. You really don't we got want their coach from them. Okay, they had they had fired him. Okay, they had made their plans clear. He was. So he was meat to be side, taken. On a okay? side note, before I forget, because you know I'll forget, um, has it been confirmed that Gallant is the new coach of the Seattle? They don't have. They, they don't have a. Well, they don't have a coach yet. Okay, but don't you think it's like sus? He They're has crackheads. 
Okay. No, they're butt krakens. There's no coach yet. A coach will probably be named probably by the summer. Do you think it's um, suspicious that he hasn't coached for anywhere I, else? I think it's totally Gallant. Right. I okay. think it, I think I think Gerard Gallant's the coach because he's coached an expansion team. He's a good coach. He's on the market. He's bored. He probably wants to coach, and well, he wants to coach in the same for division. Two, what, a year? Yeah, over. Th- a little over a year, in and the he same wants in, wants to coach in the same division. To re- every time the Knights play that team, they're going to lose every time. That's not true. Really? Because it's karma. The it's only thing the, the Golden Knights, Knights didn't. The only thing that really. The only thing the Golden Knights didn't. I'm do, talking about the players. No, but it's the organization you're playing against. The only thing the Knights didn't do is leave him at the airport. Really. I mean, I miss him. He brought character to the bench, yeah, but he Pete, did. but Pete DeBoer has done a really good job with this team. Well, no matter what you think, he has done a really good job with this team. They are the best team in the NHL, the best. Anyway, I just, I can't wait. Are we going to turn this into also a butt Kraken podcast? Because I'm going to go get my. How merch. are we going to do that? How does it become <laughs> the Vegas Fever Butt Kraken podcast? <laughs> I don't- Apparently that's I'm the just name. saying it's like um very sus that he hasn't taken another job. He's interviewed, but he has not been it's not about taken, you have to be chosen. I understand. If Galat that. was chosen for like the somebody devil's w- job or but somebody would have taken him, he got the knights to the There's a reason why somebody hasn't. Maybe the maybe They're Seattle waiting. has told people that's our guy, leave him alone. You know? I'm sure they they know they're going to hire him. It just hasn't been announced. Look, yet. if a coach that they want gets fired and they're available and they like him better than Gallant, they're going to hire him. But to the trade I was talking about, Matthias, Matthias Janmark uh, comes to Yanmark? Vegas. Janmark? Not Yan. Jan, not Janmark. Janmark. J-A-N-M-A-R-K. Janmark. Janmark. You said J. Yeah, but... It's pronounced as a Y because he's from some other country. So, Matthias Janmark uh, from San. Uh, no, sorry, Matthias Janmark from Chicago, and the Blackhawks got a second round pick uh, from the Knights, and they also get a third round pick uh, from the Knights as well. And. San Jose got a fifth round pick from Chicago, and the Knights also get Nick DeSimone from San Jose. That's the minor leaguer. So basically, in order for this trade to work between the Golden Knights and the Blackhawks, San Jose had to, you know, be the third team, the in between, just to get this to work. So Yanmark, who's been a pretty good player for the Knights, as we'll find out, um, both Chicago and San Jose. Uh, held 50% of Yanmark's salary. So that means basically that the Knights are on the hook for 25%. So which equals about $562,000. So it worked. The Knights were able to make this work and they upgraded on the bottom six, uh, adding a forward or a centerman, I should say. He can play either one. Wait, what's his first name? Matthias. Matthias Yanmark. Yes. Yeah, Matthias Yanmark. Um, so that was the lone trade for the Golden Knights. They really didn't have to do much. If they needed to do something, they ended up doing it, which was great. They didn't lose anybody, uh, not via trade. Um, that evening, the Golden Knights came back and beat uh, L.A. at the Staples Center. 
four to two. They were down two to nothing. Pacioretty, which is with his 300th goal of his career, okay. 20th of the year. It's his eighth 20 goal season, and he's the 21st American born player to score 300 goals. Uh, Leonard was in goal, and after those first two goals, he was solid. Um, he's been really good. There's really nothing. I mean, he gives up goals, mm-hmm. but not enough to cause issue because the Knights are so high powered. They just they put pucks Florida's in the net. Been good too. But goaltending has been much better. Phenomenal. Week than he had the previous. Um, and then the very next game on Wednesday, the Knights again defeated LA six to two. So they put up a six spot. Two goals again for LA. Uh, the second and third line third lines were amazing for Vegas. Tuck scored. No six scored. This was Matthias Yanmark's debut. And Yanmark in his first game uh, had an assist. So he was fantastic. Um, Really good pickup for him. He was active all over the ice. He kind of fit in right with that third line. He could play really on any line, but the third and fourth line is where he's going to fit in. Um, And... Uh, Pacioretty, Stevenson, Stone, Petrangelo with goals as well. Flurry was great. It was a six to two win. It was it was really good for the Knights. Um, the the one thing that I do have to say um, that the Golden Knights are going to have an issue with is uh, the off season. Um, if you if we assume that it's going to be the same cap as it was, I think it was like eighty one and a half million dollars or some odd number like that. If it's the same, usually it goes up every year, but it was a shortened, but that's off of revenue and it was a shortened season. So I don't think you're going to, you're not going to, I mean, usually it goes up like a million or two every year. You're not going to get that this year. And the Knights are going to have six, about $6 million to re-sign Dylan Coughlin, Yanmark, who they just got. He's essentially a rental if they don't re-sign him, Nosek and Martinez. That doesn't account for any of the salary of the prospects. Mm-hmm. in their minor league system that may end up in the lineup. Because if they bring up people, when the AHL season is over and all these players get called up, if you use them, you have they're, they're on the books. Mm-hmm. That's why they can't use anyone. That's why they're using the same people. And they're really, they're towing the line because of the salary cap. They're, they don't have any money still. So they were able to make this move for Yanmark and, and still no money, but added a player. That's what they needed to do. My point is, will this run that the Knights are on of, you know, this will be their fourth year in the playoffs if Anaheim beats LA tonight? Tonight? Yeah, the game's tonight. Anaheim. Back to back. No. Anaheim beats LA. Oh, oh, oh. The Knights are in the playoffs. They clinch a spot. Yes, so that would be four and four years, and they're looking at their third division title in four years. Is this run going to end because of their decision to spend so much money yeah. in they're gold? They're going to have to get rid of a goaltender. That is probably better than losing the leading block shot defensive guy in the league, Alec Martinez. Nosek, who's been on a tear. Coglin is young. You're going to lose him. Petrangelo can go. He stinks. Petrangelo is warming up. He stinks. Okay. You made such a big deal over no, no. him. He stinks. It takes a little time to get into it oh, when you're yeah, with really? a new team. Yeah, okay? I'm sure. Okay, stinks. He's going he's gonna to get hot. Stinks. Boo. Anyway, 
He's not anyone you got to worry about unless they make a trade. Look, that's something they can make a trade and free up room if, if they believe in their goaltending tandem for the future for the, at least next year because that's when Flurry is signed through next year. If they believe in their goaltending tandem, what's going to happen is they're going to have to make a trade, like they did with Schmitty. They're going to have to get rid of a player and free up more room. Anyway, that's something to monitor because. If I'm the Knights, let's go for a Stanley Cup because I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Seriously, they are so strapped. Yes, but to be good long term. You don't want to end up like L.A., Chicago, Pittsburgh. Okay. I know you don't like the Yankees are fine. They they're doing they're actually really bad right now. But but when is the last time? My point is my point is. You want to be competitive every year. You want to know why the Yankees are hated and the Yankees are the Yankees because they're competitive every year. At the end of the year, they're in the playoffs every year. That's what the Knights are. Do you want to be in the playoffs every year or do you want to watch an 82-game season with nowhere going, where, where it's going nowhere? You're gonna, Are you going to watch, are you and 20,000 people at T-Mobile Arena going to watch this team suck? Yes. You wouldn't watch. For how long? You watch UNLV and they suck For balls. how long? How long has this is a professional team that that needs revenue? You need butts in seats. I'm just saying, Vegas and Vegas fans are spoon fed good teams every year because it's been like that since year one. If the Knights sucked for ten years, nobody would go. If the if the Knights sucked for ten years, they nobody would go. I I think part of the of course, it's sexiness about this team I, I is they've that. been good. I get that, but I'm saying, you know, that they've also built a rapport with that's true the town. Look, there will always be certain people who support this team. There will always be a lot of people who support this team, but supporting and going are two different things. You could still you have to be good. Look at what's happening in Arizona. They're having a horrible time, and this was before COVID. With ownership, with butts in seats before COVID, potentially moving, that's because they haven't been good in 10 years. And they also have other issues. This ownership team has put the the organization in a little bit of a bind because they wanted to spend $12 million in goaltending. That's a problem. We know. You talk about it all the time. But is trading one of those goaltenders is now a problem. You've caused such a pickle and such an issue that you're going to have to trade somebody else now. Things are not a problem until they come up. True. They'll probably end up trading somebody else, freeing up cap space, keeping their $12 million in goaltending. And look, it's working. They better win the Stanley Cup. They need to win the Stanley Cup because I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep this up. I know that nobody wants to hear it, and it's like the sky is falling. Why are you worried about it? Anyhow, that was my little thing I had, mm-hmm. you know, kind of jotted down that I had that I had seen, and that was very interesting to me. Um, getting back to the week that was for the Golden Knights Sunday, they beat Anaheim five to two. Flurry was great. That's just a copy and paste. Um, Victory 486. He's all alone uh, in f- fourth place, and he's only a few victories away from third. Um, he all, Flurry also had an assist on a goal. That's actually Flurry's, I believe, fourth assist. Mm-hmm. 
since he's been with the Knights, I believe he's, he has three or four of them. Um, at that point, uh, winners of six straight, uh, Nick Waugh has been really good lately. Uh, Stone has been good every single game, proving why he's the captain of this team. Um, Riley Smith didn't play in the third period. Uh, Pete DeBoer said he was day to day and Reeves is still out on long-term injured reserve. So he'll probably be back right before, um, this season is over and uh, Keegan Colsar is out as well. So there's are your, your three guys that are out for the Golden Knights right now. Smith, Reeves, and Colslaw, Colsar. Uh, in the game last night, Patrick Marlowe uh, played in his 1700th 68 game, um, breaking the record held by Gordie Howe. Um, Marlowe has played for San Jose twice. He also played for Pittsburgh and Toronto career started in 1997. No, Mm -mm. he's played in Pittsburgh. I believe that was, was the last year or the year before after flurry came here. It was, that's when he was there. Um, Marlowe started his career in 1997 when we were nine years old. Um, and the golden Knights, uh, beat, San Jose last night, three to two in a shootout. Stone had two goals, both of them on the power play. Uh, he almost had a hat trick about three, four times in overtime. And nope. Uh, Martin Jones, their goaltender, Martin Jones, is he's decent. You know, he gives up a lot of goals, but he also makes a lot of good saves. Um, and Tuck had the only goal in the shootout at all. Leonard was really good. He, Leonard does not like shootouts. He made a sarcastic comment last night about how he does not like shootouts and he was 0 and 2 on the year um what in shootouts doing? like someone asked him if uh he likes shootouts and he was like yeah no so something like that you know it was it was pretty you know who would like a shootout Malcolm Subban like shootouts he, do you, no, we should do a whole podcast in- on how Ma- Malcolm Subban loves shootouts he was the best goaltender in NHL history in shootouts why they have to get to the shootout in the first place? Because his team didn't support him. Anyway, this seems like a Golden Knight problem, not a Subban problem. Anyway. You know, why uh, don't you just join a fan club? Okay. Thanks. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe it'll be the Golden Knight butt crack in Subban podcast. That's what it will be. Well, looks like you're going to lose our four listeners. Anyhow. Okay, first off, we have way more listeners than that not going to give it away but it's more than four and it's less than 50 anyway golden knights and the golden knight fan base which is what i was we were talking about this last night i hope that they would do they showed a ton of class before the game after the game there was a video tribute during the first time out and his fan patrick marlowe's family was there the the fans you know about a little over 3200 i think were there were really really classy and even though it's your biggest rival, it's something NHL record-wise that is may never be broken, may never be seen again. It's something that they should have done with class, and they did. Yes. And I was really happy that they did. Um, well, we can go back to hating them and uh, hating their guts. <laughs> and the love fest is over. It was good for a couple hours, and it's over. Um, Golden Knights winners of seven straight best team in the NHL. I mean, it doesn't really count because Colorado has not played and now Colorado is going to play three more games in Vegas. Uh, so we'll see if they stay in first place. 
We'll see who UNLV gets. We'll see what else happens in Vegas sports. <laughs> you have anything that you want to talk about before we leave? No. Not a thing? No updates on the lucky. Um... We, you still didn't get a lucky? Maybe you were holding, you maybe you were like smuggling him or holding him hostage me. from me. Why can't you just go to hendersonsilvernights.com and get a lucky? Why can't you? Speaking of that, before we go, Henderson Silver Knights uh, win two out of three games this week. Uh, win on Thursday, win on Saturday, lose on Sunday. That's your Henderson Golden Knights report brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center, where they're going to play. Not really. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get out of here. So that's been this week's show. Uh, give us your feedback. Leave your comments. Tell us how much we suck or don't suck. Uh, follow me at Vegas Fever Pod. Paula is at The Golden Wife. And we will talk to you guys next week. Everyone be safe. Have fun. <laughs>